everybody. Welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we have two special guests, Nathan and Ada. They are the founders of Wakes, creating experiences to help people awaken to a more meaningful and mindful life. They do this by creating live immersion, sound meditations, intimate concerts, retreats, and online resources. Their great love besides each other, by the way, they're a couple, is music, and they are passionate about using their power of sound, voice, and vibration to facilitate greater mindfulness, relaxation, emotional emotional release, and delight. Music is a powerful tool that goes beyond background filler and can be used to tangibly transform your relationship to self by relaxing the nervous system and attuning to the wisdom and insight that resides within. And I had the opportunity to experience one of their live sound bath immersions um, that came through Visalia, California in 2018 no, 2019. Yeah. And it was so incredible. And so I'm so excited to have both of you on the podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you. We're so excited to be here. This is cool interviewing a couple. I don't think we've, I've ever interviewed, like having been able to interview two people. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We do, we do, um, Everything together. <laughs> we we do everything together. Yeah, we, we spend inordinate <laughs> amounts of time together. So we've never done a podcast apart. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so you guys have been preparing to be indoors together for a long time. <laughs> yes, I think we should be coaching people through this pandemic right now. How to manage that proximity at that duration. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy to have you guys on the podcast. Ever since I got to experience your sound bath immersion, it was life-changing for me. I It, it mm. literally felt like my heart cracked open and it was like, okay, I'm like going straight to the punch, but it was like uncontrollable tears. And it was this mm. thing of just deep mm. surrender to the music of, wow, this music is literally coming into the cells of my body and reconfiguring. And I could feel that purge of like my body being like, oh, that's an alignment. That's not an alignment. Out you go through the mm. eyeballs, you know? And it's like, it felt yes. like this total <laughs> homecoming. And it's also this hypnotic thing, right? Because it's like... So can you share with us, you know, how did, and you have so many instruments, so many, mm. instruments, like <laughs> how did you guys, like, what was some of your journey that led to doing this work? Because it is not a mm. common line of work. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about the two of you and how it started. Yes. Well, I would say if we have to go back to the beginning when we fell in love because we met Christmas caroling. And oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So music was the the very first moment of our knowing each other actually was out singing with a little hot toddies. Yeah. Ada's first words to me were nice harmonies. Yes. And I I just melted right on the spot there. I was like, oh yes. she's the one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while to catch up, but um music has been a really important part of our relationship like on our first date we shared songs that we had written and we sang together and we were like whoa our voices have this incredible coherence and resonance together they're really different voices and then when they come together they make this whole other thing really nice blend yeah yeah and i i've only had one other person in my musical life that i've had that kind of um just yeah, the lock in of of power of the voice. Mm. Um, so that was our that was just an amazing beginning for us. Um, and then we also met um, through yoga, our passion for yoga, and really our 
our sincere desire to explore what it is to be human, to be vulnerable, to share Mm. in life. And so I think that kind of many of those aspects of ourselves fed into us stepping into this work eventually. Yeah, we both use music our whole lives, you know, since being kids, as, mm-hmm. you know, Ado often talks about it being this self-soothing tool that she used as a child. Um, and for me as well, I've, I've been singing for as long as I can remember. And for me, it started in church. And so having that spiritual connection to music has mm-hmm. always been pretty core for for my um, experience of what music is and the, the power that it can have to take us to those places that are so much bigger than just who we are, than those little egos that we identify with mm. every day. Um, and, and then as we got older, we both, um, we both use music to, you know, express ourselves, to explore hardships in our lives, mm. to explore love, to explore joy and to, um, you know, process the things that are really real for us and to move emotions and to heal uh, and to heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For ourselves, you know, first and foremost, neither Mm -hmm. of us until now have really been huge performers. That has been a part of a band, but it wasn't her music. And Mm -hmm. I've performed a little bit here and there, but at the core for both of us, it was about um, our own coming alive, our own awakening, our own processing and growth um, that music was really important. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love hearing that journey too, and how music's been this thing woven between the relationship, but it's mm-hmm. also been like healing. Was there a certain point where, like, sound and music and your own healing journey, like, reached a certain point where it just felt this pull, like, okay, now I'm ta- now it's time to help other people. You know, like, what was that transition when music became something that was only for you guys versus now being not awakes, now touring and doing retreats and like, you know, you've made it a career. Yeah. Is that transition easy, hard? I'm curious. So interesting that you say that, Kelsey. So we, so our first coming together and working together was doing video production work. We traveled the world for two years and went to so many different countries and worked with amazing projects, nonprofits. And this was kind of our stepping onto the entrepreneurial path and taking this big leap of faith. And cutting our teeth and like working together and oh my you know, gosh, trial, yeah. trial by fire, fire <laughs> being on the road in, in stressful other, situations yeah, in weird places staying in other people's homes Mm -hmm. and tight circumstances in hot, sweaty environments, trying to edit (laughs) videos. And yes. So we were learning a lot about ourselves. Where were you guys? We were in Costa Rica and Guatemala and Sweden and Ireland and Japan and Bali and South Africa and Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. We really had an... And you guys traveled to all those places together. Mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. With, My God. We were working the whole time. We were on working projects. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was our first time working together. Mm-hmm. We, we could go on a whole other thing about that learning, yeah. but um, as part of our musical journey, really throughout that time, since this is like our love and our passion, we would often, every place we went, sing for people or share our music and people would just be like, uh, what are you doing? Why I mean, no offense to your videos, they're, they're beautiful, they're great, but like, you should really think about pursuing your music. And we were like, ah, uh, yeah. Because at the time, creating videos was the job, was the career yeah. at that time. That's the, okay. yeah, the job, storytelling, capturing the beauty of a project so that more people could learn about it and their cause and mission in the world could flourish and mm-hmm. expand. 
um, take flight. Yes, we have a bird thing. But anyway, um, I digress. Wow. But that's cool. So they're coming up to you and they're like, why aren't you doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we were stepping out, stepping out more. And at the end of this two-year journey, we took this self-retreat in a yurt and we were asking ourselves a lot of questions, a lot of questions about, okay, we're, we're home now. How do we want to take this business that we created forward? And there was a lot of, Soul searching. It's a lot of deep soul searching, yes. And we brought our instruments there. We created a really sacred, amazing space. Um, and yeah, I think as <laughs> as we looked back in our lives, we we saw this narrative. You know, parts of the narrative that I told at the beginning as I was introducing our relationships with music and thinking about those moments when we really felt fully alive, when we really felt fully ourselves, when we really felt like this is what I'm here for. And so many of those moments for both of us were tied so strongly to music. Um, and so, you know, and, and when we asked ourselves, like, what's our, the gift that we have to bring to the world that nobody else can bring? It was music time and time again. But that was coupled with a lot of fear, a lot of limiting beliefs. Oh, yeah. Um, we were both yo- yoga teachers. And so we, we knew the seat of the teacher and being in that space to hold space for others. Our, both of our backgrounds really has a strong aspect of that, but to bring the music element and to pivot from something that's very understandable, like, yeah, we have a video production business too. Um, we do sound healing and <laughs> we create these immersive sound meditations. Like, <laughs> I know that's a big part of your story too. And just stepping out into this kind of alternative space and you're telling somebody at a party what it is that you do and their eyes kind of glaze over and you're like, like, "Uh." how do you do that? How do you make money at that? You know, things like that. And I think we had a lot of limiting beliefs. I mean, I've really carried with me the desire to sing and share since I was very little. And I look back and it's comical now. I mean, when I was so young, I would still believe like, I'm too old. I'm, oh, I've kind of missed that opportunity. And that happened for me at many different points. And this moment in coming together and being in this little mini retreat for ourselves, we really just owned like, no, we want to pursue this. This is our work to do in the world. And let's figure out how we do that. That's incredible. And I love that you guys, the exact, like the medicine that you're now giving out to other people, like you first gave to yourself and that, and a self-retreat in a yurt together, like, can you get any cuter and more like awakened? That's amazing. (laughs) And we had a a wood-fired stove. It was great. It was pretty special. It was very special. And actually some songs that we still sing now, like organically came up in that space. We had a lot of healing happening through music in Mm. that space, just together, you know, before we had crafted these sound journeys that we now do with people. Yeah. Taking, taking that time for yourself to really make it an exercise to reflect on where you're coming from, to reflect on where you want to go and seeing if you're in alignment with, with, um, with your own soul's work in the world. And, And I don't even mean that you have to have like a, an architecture or like some blueprint for what your soul's work is, but just taking them the time to listen to yourself and to see, you know, in the, in the craziness of life, we can't hear whether or not our actions and our work are really resonating with that inner truth 
inside of us. We just kind of get into these easy patterns of forcing it or doing the work that we think we should be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we were doing really good quote unquote work and it was, it was beautiful. We were telling people stories and helping them and helping people get their, um, their voice out there. And yet at the same time, when we really turned inward and we quieted enough to, to hear whether or not that was what was our work to do in the world, if that's what we wanted to be pursuing, it just, it wasn't it. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of courage to, <laughs> to spend two years building it and then to say, ooh, we are going to step back from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. to, to sort of transition, I think what Nathan was saying there, that aspect of tuning in, attuning ourselves, that's where we have this beautiful metaphor with music and Mm. sound healing and vibration and all of that is that as much as those instruments are interacting with you or the way melody and harmony and all that is, it's creating a space for you to tune in Mm. to yourself, to listen within. Mm. Because all those answers, all that knowing you do have it inside of you, just finding the the space, allowing yourself to be in that place with yourself, to be honest, Hmm. to hear that small, quiet voice inside that's always there. It's so, it's a treasured, sacred, special place to be in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of your guys' story and what I'm hearing is you traded good for great. You're like, (laughs) yeah, this is good. This is good. I'm, Mm. I'm doing work. I'm doing great things. But there was a desire. The desire was bigger than 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 what you were experiencing. And, and oh, I applaud you. I applaud you. I applaud you. I applaud you for <laughs> for trading good for great. Because there's so many people that would not have transformations in their life if it wasn't for you. And I feel like sound healing is a really great um, way to experience transformation. Mm. And it sounds so, and if someone were to tell me that three years ago, I'd be like, you're, you're crazy. What do you mean? But even a concert, anyone that's never done anything in the spiritual realm can still say a concert's changed their life. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And that's why Nathan and I both still hold on to that other style of music for ourselves because we do folk music too. And that's such a big part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we can't let that go either. It's just as transformative. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. So you guys have a much different way of describing sound, of describing frequency. Um, And can you kind of go into what is happening as to why it can be transformative? Why does it affect us like that? Um, You Mm. know, or why do we listen to a song and all of a sudden we're crying and it's just opening Mm. these things? Yeah, you know, it, I I don't have a lot of like scientific language for you, and to answer that, um, I I often just say. Though I believe you know, it's there. Yeah, absolutely. Just no, it's there. We just honed figured and it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But um, for us, I think the at the heart of it, I think music is the language of emotion. You can think of it like that, and we all know, like you just said, that experience of listening to it can just be as simple as a a violin line just a single instrument playing a line and all of a sudden you feel these tears welling up inside of you um and there's something really fundamental about about vibration about frequency um and that's resonance Mm -hmm. um and and what resonance is if you're not familiar is when when you have a sound playing into a space um you'll hear 
that another instrument or another string or, you know, something else vibrating that same frequency. It'll join in because those, those vibrations moving through the air will actually influence, influence Mm -hmm. the other thing. In, In Indian music, it's a really foundational, um, piece of, of their historical practice with, with music. And it's actually like built into the instruments. There's whole sets of strings, like in the sitar that you don't play. They just sit underneath there. And when you play the string that it's tuned to up above, it will just begin to sing. Um, and so for, for me and for us, what resonance is, it's about, like Ada was saying, when we quiet ourselves enough to actually listen to the music, to this language of emotion, to this, um, these frequencies, we get to see what lights up in us. You know, what is true about what we're hearing? What is true about what is um, out there? You know, in the silence, when we, when we stop blocking everything from coming in or going out and we loosen our strings enough for them to vibrate with life, it's like what, what frequencies are there to vibrate? Um, what is true within me right now that wants to sing with this music. Mm. Um, and for me, that's when we get to learn things. That's why every song can meet someone differently. We can play one, uh, the same song to a hundred people and every person will leave with a different experience. One person said, you know, this, that made me feel a lot of fear. I just had so much fear coming up inside mm. of me. And someone else says, I, I felt so empowered. I felt so much strength. And it's because there's so much complexity in all the vibration that, that we're all going to have different pieces of us that really light up and that, that move. Yeah. I think that's for us, this isn't a prescriptive type of thing. It's so much more organic than that. It's not just play this to solve this. Mm, It's like a whole relationship that we have with listening, the relationship that we have with the physical impact of music. I mean, the vibration, you can see it strike a bowl with water in it and you see the ripples happening in that space and that's happening in our bodies mm-hmm. that's happening inside of us we have on a, a relationship cellular level, yeah. at a cellular level so we we often talk about how uh, in life we have things happen to us that sometimes we can't deal with in the moment sometimes it's too much we're overloaded that's really around the somatic experiencing work and we will tuck it away. We'll be like, nope, no, thank you. Uh, can't handle that. And stuff it there, stuff it here, wherever. And all of a sudden these tensions, this stress, this trauma, it builds up in us and it solidifies. And so kind of as an image, we like to think of the vibration, the sound, the music, so gently coming in there and just shaking things up, letting things dissolve gently so that they can be let go of, they can move, it can flow. Your emotions can flow through you and and shift and change. I think that's why it's so transformative because it is a way of approaching healing for ourselves that doesn't have to be analytical. Hmm. It doesn't have to be cognitive. We don't have to overthink what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Psychoanalyze it. Why am I feeling so bad? What's wrong with me? Instead, your heart can just be opened. You can let those tears flow and you can release it. And maybe you just don't have to understand why and what that was, or maybe you will. But I think that that's something that I'm really passionate about with this work is that we can kind of 
quiet the mind enough to let the music, to let the sound do its work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That is almost the magical part of it is it is a surrender process. Cause so for those of you guys listening, if you don't know what a sound bath is, you literally lay down, get comfortable and you allow the sound to take you on a journey. You lay down and you listen to the music. So it's this surrender process. The way I view it is okay. Mm-hmm. When I go into doing, or like tuning into one of your guys' recent Facebook live broadcasts of, I'm going to surrender to the music and trust that the emotions that come up are meant to come up. And so it's starting to eliminate that I should feel this, I should do this, it shouldn't be this way. Just how you were saying too, Nathan, around we're doing things because we think we should, mm-hmm. or it's like, but wait, what's my real desire? And I feel like that's what sound healing really does is it awakens the desire. And sometimes in order to awaken desire, it has to show us everything we don't desire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or what's holding us back mm-hmm. from yeah. that the uncomfortable truths and yes. it's so easy to be in denial. I'm the first to say, it's so mm-hmm. funny. Like I don't, I follow some horoscope to the extent that I understand, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know as much. I'd love to learn more about it, but mm-hmm. it was interesting because it was like saying, uh, Oh, Virgos, like the queen of denial. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> I, I, I can be, and I can be the queen of denial and I can, and, but not consciously. Right. I can only say that looking back because mm-hmm. I, you can't be in denial and know you're in denial. You know what I mean? Like Mm-mm, it was yeah. more of, oh, whoa, I was pushing that down, pushing that down. I wasn't ready to experience that. Or I was so determined to be like, no, I'm a, I'm a master manifester. I, I, no, 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 no. How about this and this and this and this? Okay, what's good? Grateful. What am I grateful for the lamp? Grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, oh, it's almost like trying to skip all the grief and get mm-hmm. straight to the joy. And I'm like, okay, right, yeah. classic, like A-type goal I, personality Yeah, style. bypassing bypassing mm-hmm. it was spiritual bypassing and one thing like w- with the sound healing journeys and these immersions i feel like because my my somatic my physical body somatic means physical yeah mm-hmm. so the physical body mm-hmm. is relaxed then i am choosing to be with myself and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the big things to that i had to wrap my mind around as to why I was resisting meditation and stillness mm-hmm. or why I was choosing to be busy as a badge of honor mm-hmm. versus like, yeah, but what am I actually creating here with this busyness? And each and every time I return to sound healing, I'm able to be with the emotions and actually see what they are and mm-hmm. allow the music to be a part of the healing. It's just so incredible because it really does you feel different parts of your body responding. I've had times where I'm, I, it was a live sound healing and it was, um, I think it was a didgeridoo, mm-hmm. but my shoulders were just twitching. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I feel like the bionic woman in my body. She's like, chick, yeah. chick, 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 chick. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back together. And it felt like I got like a deep tissue massage when I stood up mm-hmm. and it's all from vibration. Yes. It's yeah. a music it's so massage. Incredible. A music massage. Selfie. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And one, one thing I heard you say when you're talking about um, avoiding was um, you were avoiding meditation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think just as often we can use meditation as a form of avoidance as well, Ooh. which is just like this other level of um, when, when we get into those patterns of control and we're saying, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to not think and I'm going to connect to whatever it is that you're wanting to connect to in your meditation <laughs> practice. Um, 
we can we can really fool ourselves and be in denial and and really repress those things that are real for us we can in our aspiration mm. leave out the the necessity for some of these more difficult feelings like you're talking about like grief um and i th- i think that is one of the huge benefits if you're a meditator one of the huge benefits of using music mm. in this way is that there's so much that we don't even realize we are repressing through our practices with with all the best intention in the whole world. Um, But we just are blind to the fact that we're doing it because, and that's natural. You don't Mm -hmm. want to deal with that stuff, but music becomes this amazing tool for allowing it to come up gently and, and allowing it to be um, a really um, cathartic, but, but really sweet release. Yeah. Supportive. Mm-hmm. And also, I think what's cool about it for someone that is just beginning to meditate or step into the mindfulness space, or like, what what is this thing? What is this? What does that mean? What does that mean to be present? Yeah, what's this five D world they speak of? <laughs> yes, you know, I mean, and it is. It's intimidating, and I think where music is this beautiful bridge is that. It, it helps you be present. There is, it's like the candle flame that you stare at. It's being aware of how sound is moving in space. It's spatial. It There's something for you to bring your attention back to instead of like in total silence where it's a little bit unmoored and it's challenging at first. The music gives this beautiful um, anchor point to come back to, to come back to, you go off in your thoughts. That's natural. That's totally okay. What, what's, where am I spinning out? And then we come back to the sound, to the way it makes me feel, to whatever's present for me in that moment in relationship with the music, with the mantra, um, with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you incorporate kind of mantra style things throughout the music to aid in that. And I think Mm -hmm. I remember you even saying, you're like, well, this mantra is this in Sanskrit, but it's this in English. And since we speak English, we're using English. And I love that because it just creates such a deeper connection to Mm -hmm. hearing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, That was a choice that we made kind of early on. And it doesn't mean that we don't use Sanskrit at times, or I think there's so much beauty and tradition there in those practices. And, and we are very much, uh, in a learning influenced by that, but the power of mantras in that repetition, it's in the ability for that to quiet the mind by being in the rhythm of that repetition and letting that mold and shape around you. And we, and we did have this, we had a conversation with a friend actually, and you know, there's a lot of deep tradition there and English is the language that we understand and that most of the people that we're sharing with understand. And, um, yeah, it can evoke, it's another layer of what it can evoke for you. Mm-hmm. We were scared about using English at first. Like it would be a little trigger for people. Like mm-hmm. how, how will they interpret that? Will they get stuck on that? The fact mm-hmm. that you're... Because words are tricky. Words are tricky, yeah. What but did we, you find out? Were they triggered? I can't imagine uh, how someone could be triggered by your music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I can't speak for anybody in particular, but, um, I know for myself that, um, I, mantra is such a, an interesting and, um, 
very multidimensional practice, but it's one where I often feel silly with a lot of the mantras, especially when they're in English and I understand them and they're words that I have different relationships with. And I think the practice of saying it over and over again is the practice of letting it evolve and letting Mm -hmm. it shift and change within you and letting it take new shape. Letting go Um, of your... Yeah, letting go of your preconceptions. in there. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, so like I am love or like, you know, something that, especially as a man, I might feel a little like, oh, that's not cool or that's not strong or whatever. Mm. I can sometimes notice those things come up in me as as I'm starting the mantra or I love myself, you know, mm. that that feels like, oh, that feels kind of silly right now. I Why, <laughs> why am I doing this again? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but just continuing to repeat it and con- continuing to let it wash over me. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing, you know, it, it's, it's finding, it's finding those different relationships with the words and letting them, um, letting them resonate again mm-hmm. with us in the ways that they need to resonate with us. And you always, sometimes you start a little tight and you don't feel any resonance because you're just trying mm-hmm. to hang on to mm-hmm. your stuff. Oh, but here's an example that I'm thinking of Kelsey is that he, yeah, one, one song that you heard in our journey through the chakras uh, sound journey was one around the heart chakra and the words for that say, um, my love for you is boundless in all your perfection, in all your brokenness. Mm. And we sing that and we sing that and we sing that. And then at a certain point we, we say, my love for me is boundless in all my perfection, in all my brokenness. And then we eventually get to us, my love for us. And we, you know, we've had people that have come up and said, oh, I was really feeling that. And then I realized we got to my love for me and that felt really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed, wow, oh, there might be some work to do there because all of a sudden that part made me kind of go, mm. Mm. Uh, So I think that that's a great example of like where an insight could come that can unlock something in us, can awaken something in us that we didn't maybe know, wow, we need more self-love or self-compassion. Can I accept myself? Can I love me in all my perfection and all my brokenness? <laughs> Yeah. And those are those, those are those places where we can see, um, that, you know, resonance or the areas that were not resonating. And you can say like, Oh, wow, there's a lot of resistance. You know, what do I do with that? And you can leave with, with an insight that, Oh, that's something that I could work on. Mm. Cause I, I, I want that. <laughs> I want to be able to feel love for myself. Mm. Oh, that's such a great example. Because it's like the person having the experience, maybe it wasn't necessarily bliss the entire time. And there's, a, it sounds like there's um, con, like constriction when they mm-hmm. heard that. And so I love that that parallel with, you know, the music wasn't resonating with it. So it's still mm-hmm. this amazingly valuable insight on ourself, mm-hmm. even if that the experience maybe isn't what you think it was supposed to be. Like I remember my friend yep. and that said, you know, I actually couldn't relax and it was just so beautiful, but I wanted to fidget and I wanted to move and I just couldn't relax. And, you know, later she was like, yeah, I'm realizing like, like, you know, I need to learn how to meditate or something, you know, like, so that was her insight because of the results, of, not the results, just her experience, period, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. it's so beautiful. And, um, so you guys use so many instruments and you use your voices and you've like curated these different things of like different mantra songs that activate different parts of the chakras. And I do remember at one point being like, whoa, I really feel this in my lower stomach. Mm. Or whoa. I remember at one point, 
uh, my mind was all, oh, is it the throat chakra? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it the throat? And it was just like, see? I was like, God, you're missing the whole point right now, Kelsey. Yeah. And it's just like talking to myself and being like, surrender? Where do you feel it? And like deepening yeah. that internal dialogue of mm-hmm. what do I feel? Because I, I was so conditioned for so long of like, instead of what do I feel? It was what should I feel? <laughs> you know? totally. I think that's such an important thing to talk about when we talk about sound healing. And if, if you've, if you've spent any time in the sound healing world, you've probably seen the more prescriptive, um, types of, um, in, situations with instruments, you know, like the crystal bowls where it's like, okay, this one's F and it's for your heart. And this is the frequency of your heart. So when we play this, you're going to feel it here. And these are the things it's going to do for you. It's going to unlock this and it's going to work on your heart chakra. And I'm not by any way, shape or form saying that that's not true. I have no idea if that's true. I hold very much open to it. And I think that there's a lot of potential for that to be true. And there's a lot of power in belief and in stepping into something with the intention of like, okay, I'm going to work on my heart now. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. But I think what you're getting at and what's really like powerful about what you're saying is that sometimes we are going in with so many expectations of what it's supposed to be in our minds and we want to understand it. We want to know, okay, so, you know, uh, 35 Hertz, that's good for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That we are actually missing what is actually lighting up inside of us. What is, what is really going on and where is the work that we have to do? actually happening where's the real front lines of this Mm. yeah yeah and and i think that that we set a lot of intention with what we're creating and then that might resonate we might be in the third chakra but you might be feeling something up Mm -hmm. here in your throat and Mm -hmm. that's totally okay i think that the, the they're so interrelated that uh, that's just a wonderful thing to notice. Um, mm. But of course, for us, like we're definitely, at least with that particular sound journey, like there is a lot of evoking those different aspects of the human experience through the sounds, through the instruments we choose, through the lyrics that we write. And I think that they do, they they have a beautiful relationship with our bodies because I fully believe that that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why our third chakra is here and when we feel nervous, we feel butterflies and it's right there. You know, mm-hmm. we feel kind of queasy and it's like, ugh, because that's our identity. Yeah. That's our sense of self. That's our power. And when mm-hmm. it's too dim, we're going to be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it's too hot, we're going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. acid reflexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but I literally like had, I went to the hospital for like acid reflux in 2014 when I was going through an identity crisis. I was in like this mm. awful relationship. And so it's so funny. I didn't even know about chakras then, but I was having <laughs> yeah. all these issues right at that spot, right mm. where the third chakra is. And it was all the, yeah. It's Amazing. so funny how the body speaks to us through pain, mm. and, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like and- an alert. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, pay attention. Yes. It's not like I now judge you as bad pain. Mm-hmm. It's like, pay attention. My heart's aching in this way. Pay attention. What is that there to teach you about yourself, about your relationship with someone else? Yeah. Earlier you were mentioning um, all the different sounds and instruments and tones and, you know, moving through the chakras and um, 
you know, one thing that I think is important about these, these experiences to share is that, yeah, it's not always bliss. Like you were saying, sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's the non-resonance that, that, um, that alerts you to something that's going on for you. And sometimes it's an immense resonance with fear Mm -hmm. that is there to teach you, you know, and, and sometimes, and we explore those places, we explore Mm -hmm. the darker parts of, music, the darker tones, more dissonance, like mm. those parts of us that the sounds that capture the tension that is so real mm. about having a mind, about having a body, um, about mm. being simultaneously spirit and form. Mm. Um, and just the tensions that are inherent in that, that experience and oftentimes what feels like struggle. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes that is what we're trying to do is mm. we are trying to um, work with yeah. Mm. what what is resonating and sometimes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm making sounds that i that i hope tap into something that you can't make for yourself if mm-hmm. that makes sense like mm-hmm. a lot of us are held back in a lot of ways so the times where it's more raw more weird <laughs> more animal yeah more primal mm-hmm. yeah i think which can evoke fear which can't some people they're like hell yes. I mm-hmm. feel amazing. Like, could you do that part the whole time? Mm-hmm. You know, cause they're just like feeling so much transmission of power. And for other people, they're like, Whoa, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't, what is that sound? Like I would never let myself make that sound. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I think to, to have that reflected to you from us is like very cathartic and very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And I mean, yeah, I said my experience was transformative with you guys, and it, but it wasn't blissful. It was painful uh, mm. emotionally mm. because it literally was my heart cracking open because I was having to feel the effects of what a month straight of chain smoking was doing to my body. <laughs> I was in like a midst of this like crisis, and I let uh, mm. I, I, a, gr- a bubble of grief popped back up that I thought was healed, mm. and. <sighs> I was so in the thick of what I was doing and creating my business Mm. that I didn't allow myself to slow down. And I picked up the one thing that brought me this sense of, you know, I kind of did some work and realized what it was is when we were, me and all of my friends were grieving the death of my friend, Mm. we Mm. were in a state of waiting for news about something. Mm -hmm. And so we sat around and smoked. And I had all of mm. these associated memories of smoking with connection. Yeah. So at a time where I was really, really busy doing something, not really, really busy. I was going all out. Like I said yes to something I, I wasn't sure that was even possible. And I was feeling that expansion and that stretch. And it almost was though the expansion was getting so big. There was this, this voice of let's, let's sabotage just a little bit, just in case we can't hold all this. Because then mm-hmm. it's not failing if you're giving it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just this me having to battle with that where I'm laying down in this music and I could just feel the pain mm-hmm. of not being able to take these deep breaths that I'm so used to being able to take, having my own practice mm-hmm. and just feeling like a fucking hypocrite teaching mm-hmm. self-love and smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And one thing that that did teach me, though, is how judgmental I was about cigarettes and mm-hmm. how much of a how it doesn't even really matter as much if it's the cigarette, if it's the joint, if it's the food, mm-hmm. if it's the drink, it doesn't. It's all comes down to this emotional void that mm-hmm. 
that we are resisting, that I was resisting. Mm-hmm. And I had to allow myself to just crack open. And I think I shared in the group, I was like, it's that discomfort and just grossness of having to go take a big old poo where you're like, then right <laughs> after you're like, oh, I feel like a million bucks. I feel so good. Yeah. You know, this release, the catharsis. Mm-hmm. But like, I had to be willing to sit with myself through that feeling of just letting my heart crack open mm. and like really. And, and I mean, the journey is like, it, it takes you into such a trance. Mm-hmm. It's like this psychedelic experience holistically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, detox comes to mind, you know, like that's the, the stuff that comes up when you detox yes. and comes out of you is not nice stuff. That's mm. why it's coming out and that's good. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember you across the circle and this like, yeah, you had been through it. And yet there was this like <laughs> tenderness of vulnerability that was left as some of the, that hardness, <laughs> whatever, you know, it was that you it went was. through. It was hardness. It was this, it was me beating myself up for beating myself up for beating yeah. myself up. Yeah. And at, in the midst of it, I was about to go on this big trip and I knew if I show up without quitting, I'm not showing up proud. I'm going to show up ashamed and it's going to affect my entire experience. So I just kept visualizing myself showing up proud and showing up mm. without, without cigarettes even on the forefront of my mind that mm. I was allowing my mind to expand. And so I feel like cigarettes was something that kept pulling me down out of fear of expanding and ascending and rising up. And so it's like, and I, and who knows, maybe that's something that will take another, it will probably take another form in some other way of my life. And I feel like that's the journey is like continuously uncovering, um, where am I not allowing love to come into my life and mm-hmm. the things that I w- want the most and those things I have the really strong grip on. I know, <laughs> I know those are the things that like, it's that much effort that I'm keeping love away from me. And it's like, you know, that's like an evidence of areas that I'm not allowing love because I have such a closed fist of what I want. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting to each time the realization pops up, you know, like I always try to tell people like, it's not that I figured it all out. I am mm-hmm. just continuously figuring out and teaching whatever I learn. And it's an ongoing process. Like we're committed learners till, till days end, mm-hmm. you know, but the one thing is grace. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the one thing that if I give myself permission to be with myself, it's okay. Like I allow myself to say I'm here with myself, but I don't think I could do that in the silence. Mm. Music transforms all of it because it influences the emotions. It allows ourselves to lift our spirit. And it's like crazy, like how it can give this, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It it accesses parts of us. And again, that's like bypassing the cognitive brain for a moment and going into that limbic system, into the nervous system, it's like direct, like it really can help us calm and downregulate our nervous systems, which in our culture and our society are on high alert all the time, not least right now when we have a pandemic and people's, people are losing their jobs and there's so much uncertainty and we can't move where we're mm-hmm. trapped in a way that that's one perspective we can take. Mm-hmm. And so allowing ourselves space to process, to, to come back and notice, notice how we're relating to the, to all the circumstances of our lives is so important. It's such a, it's such a practice 
And that's why it is a, a form of meditation. And that's why healing is never final. It's an ongoing process yeah. uh, that we are in. And I, I, I agree, like when you said uh, kind of it can be psychedelic because sometimes we've had people that like come out of an experience will be like, whoa, I, I, that felt the closest thing I have to compare that to is being on acid. And we're like, whoa, really? They're like, <laughs> yeah. Or we have other people, you know, that are just totally on a different planet. Like they are, like, usually we have to say, okay, like take some time for yourself here, especially for a really long journey because people need to, they're like in the, they're exploring the space of their mind, of their psyche, of the universe. I mean, I think that's where it starts to get a little like mm -hmm. trippy, I guess, because you don't know why it's like that dream space that is, we don't understand, mm. but it's telling that's us something. The surrender. That's the surrender part. I really feel like the surrender is surrendering to needing to know, surrendering to the control, surrendering to what's going to happen. What's this yes. going to do for me versus, yeah. okay, I'm here. I mm -hmm. want to allow this to wash through. And it's like, mm. I think it's almost like a muscle when we practice doing it, even with a sound bath. I think it's like a muscle that gets translated into other areas of our life where it's like, okay, I released then and that beautiful thing happened. What if I release here and see what beautiful thing could happen? Mm. Or if it totally blows up and it's a shit show, okay, well, then I learned. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Surrender is so important. One, one thing that we, we didn't share is that um, our name, when we, when we release music, you know, our, our, our bigger um, group name of like all the stuff that we do our is business. called our business yeah. is called wakes. But then when we release music that sound healing music, we release it under not awakes. And that was our band name. It is our band name <laughs> for that kind of music. Um, but nada is actually, um, it means vibration in it's Sanskrit sound, sound vibration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sound vibration. Um, and we didn't know that. And there's a, a whole funny story about, um, uh, our friends telling us when we were trying to come up with a band name, Oh, you're Nathan, you're Ada. You guys should just be not mm -hmm. stick a, your names together. Mm -hmm. How we were like, cool is that? Ha, ha, that's silly. <laughs> um, we probably won't do that. How third grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then later on, we we're like desperate looking for a name and come back to this one that we had jotted down in a notebook somewhere. We were, wakes was there, mm -hmm. but so we yeah. wanted something with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, we come to find that there's a whole path of yoga that uses vibration as the, as the path of enlightenment. And, um, and there's a whole metaphysical system, this ancient Indian metaphysical mm -hmm. system that has to do with vibration being the very essence of life. And now what we know from physics in modern day that it, they were exactly right. That's exactly what it is. Everything mm -hmm. is just energy moving at a frequency that gives it a, a sense of solidity. Mm -hmm. um, and where I'm going with this is that um, I, I, I really believe and I think that the metaphor with resonance is so true that we come into this world with a particular body, with a particular karma, with a particular set of lessons that we need to, that, that we're working out. Um, and that we're learning it. We have a particular resonant space, a resonant frequency. There's, there's things that are going to, um, that are going to resonate within us that are very specific to what it is that we need to learn. And as long as we're looking outside of ourselves, as long as we're attached to our image, as long as we're attached to our ego, as long as we're attached to the idea of who we should be, of who that person who's really, I think is doing it really well. And I want to be like them. We are trying to force 
our form, our purpose, our uh, nature into a different frequency than it is really supposed to resonate at. And we're not surrendering to the truth of who we are. And life is this experience of being sung, being played as an instrument. When we let go, um, when you let your strings loosen to their natural tone, that's when you're going to be in most harmony and you're going to sing your most beautiful, harmonious parts um, when you're not trying to sing somebody else's parts. Mm. Um, I hope that makes sense. But Oh, that is such a beautiful... Image. Yes, I mm. love that image too. That is such a beautiful metaphor of allowing... Because it, it, it's... Yeah, that's such a perfect metaphor because you can have an instrument sitting there. Mm-hmm. You can look at it. It's pretty, but it's not its full potential of filling a room with its sound. Mm-hmm. And so it's like allowing life to 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 play with us. It's like allowing mm-hmm. ourselves to show up. Because like that's the one thing too. Surrender's not like lay back and yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and manifest. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on! It's like no, yeah. we 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 follow those urges. Just it's like okay, well, not is still here. And like as you were going through that process, it's following the little. I feel like the subtle cues of little things and and taking action without delay, but without worrying if it's gonna work or not, and just knowing it's inevitable. Like that's how I try mm. to anchor it in. Is oh, it's inevitable. If not this, something better. I'm committed mm-hmm. to showing up for it, but it might change. But the, yeah. the idea of life being able to bring us that life, right? Because it's like viewing ourselves as an instrument that can be played, mm. that, that can be sung. It requires us to be played by the universe. Mm. And I feel like that is an invitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where um, you're speaking about like this channel, like opening yourself to that sort of spiritual channel yeah. that we all have within us, I think that these experiences can help you tap in, tap into that relationship that you have with life that's there for us to listen to, Mm. um, to feel into, to breathe into. Um, And this is, you know, this is one way, this is one way that you can tap in and tune in and it's a powerful way for sure. Um, But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a way that humans have been using since mm. prehistory. You know, like it goes back further than we know. Probably before language, we were using yeah. sounds and tones and oh, I think melody. when you're a baby, mm-hmm. when you're a baby, you are learning about how you interact with the world through song, through sound. Like effectively, your mother's voice is like a song. It's a cadence. Mm. It's a it's a song that you're hearing from inside. It's so interesting. Yeah, you hear kids speaking gibberish and they're nailing the intonation. Yeah. They're nailing like the, at the at, for a question you go up at the end. You have no idea what they're saying because they don't know any of the words, but they get it. They get the music of language. They get mm-hmm. the rhythms and the melodies. Yeah, oh, yeah that, it's so awesome. Yeah, and that just also brings us back to like something that you shared with me before was, you know, how our, our voice, our voice um, is, is an instrument. I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Oh my gosh, Kelsey, because what at the beginning, I think you were saying um, sort of what, what, what is like the instrument that you feel is like so powerful in this process. And I really am just the biggest fan of the instrument of our voice. We all have something to say. We all have something to share in life and we use our voice to do that. It's just, it's so amazing. And so I think playing with your voice, letting yourself experiment and sing and 
and, and to hear someone else do it for you is, is powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wanted to say something. No, what, no. Do you, what, oh, do you, what do you mean by that? Like to hear someone else do it for you? Well, not do it for you, but like, I think when you can know when you hear someone speaking their truth, you, you feel when someone's singing from their heart, when that's open, mm. when that channel is like resonating. Um, and I think that it's a place that a lot of us are blocked a lot of us feel self-conscious about how we sound. We feel self-conscious about what we're going to say. And so I think it's a beautiful space of freedom in, in the sound healing context to let ourselves open up to our own power, to what, what we sound like, that beautiful resonance that is ours and ours alone. It's, it's like a fingerprint. No one has your voice. No one has my, my voice. Mm. Um, and so... We are a little bit different, I think, in the sound healing world because we use voice a lot. Um, We sing a lot. We use a lot of harmony. And um, maybe your typical sound bath, it's more ambient. Um, But for us, we believe so much in the power of voice, the power of voice coming together, the relationship of that, that um, it's a big part of our process with with sound healing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice that you guys bring this this masculine feminine thing together just from your own energy as well and the fact that you guys are a couple that are in love and actually like each other, you know. <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like it is really cool to know that okay, this music is sacred. It was created under in 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 such love, you know. Um so I think it's just so great what you guys do and how you guys are standing mm-hmm. out and being different amongst other people by integrating your talents with all of these other, all these other instruments that have been around for who knows how long, some mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I think for us too, like that we go by wakes because this, that is what we want for everyone to have that feeling of like waking up each day, waking up to life, waking up to who we are and all of our fullness. And I know that we we resonate with each other, with you, Kelsey, because you share that mission and that is so what you emanate. And I'm sure all of your listeners as well, that, that we have that potential. We can awaken to the fullness of this life. And there's so many ways to do that. And this is, this is one way our way that we welcome you to try at some point. (laughs) I highly encourage everyone listening to try as well, especially because it's, it's, it's something literally anyone can do. All you have to do is have some headphones and a strong intention. And even if mm. the intention doesn't feel strong, that's mm-hmm. okay too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Even if you're like, I don't know, I'm just going to try and lay down and, and let this music take me where I need to go. And yes. so I'm just so grateful for the work that you guys do in the world and, and how you guys have created this series on Facebook too. Cause that's just so mm. incredible that there's mm-hmm. like videos to access you guys doing your magic online for free. It's incredible. Mm. It's like, what? I can go watch that. Um, mm. and so I just want to thank you for, for creating those, you know, mm. and, and taking that from this, this, the live setting into the electronic, you know, figuring out how to do all of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows more to like the being committed to the action, you know, or committed to what you guys are creating versus mm-hmm. the route in which it's created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a big, 
it was a big pivot, just like everyone's making right now to go from, oh, well, we were supposed to be on tour to now, wow, we're at home. But we have this thing that we know can help people that are really struggling or stressed out or holding so much grief. And so it has been a beautiful process to have this, we called it Calm for Coronavirus. It's just a series that we've been doing twice a week. And each time around a theme that's really present at, at this moment in time. And it's been really heartening and powerful to, to hear how it's meeting people, even through our computer, even through our headphones, the vibration is still there. It still influences us and it. It's working its way. The vibrations, are, they have a little bit farther to go, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. how can people... How can people find you? How can they support you? Because you guys have an album coming out. Can people still support or can people still like pre-purchase for the? Yeah. Yeah. We have actually three albums that we're working on simultaneously. Um, We have a folk album, which is our storytelling um, singer songwriter stuff. We have um, called She Wakes. Called She Wakes. That's the the band name. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, a covers album, which is just some fun songs that we've been influenced by that are just a joy to listen to yeah. because that's such an important part of music as well is just the fun and um, yeah. the dancing and the letting go. Um, and we have our sound healing album, which is coming out, which is that journey through the chakras, which is what you were talking about. That was so powerful for you. Um, and those will be coming out kind of trickling out as we finish them throughout the year. We just finished a crowdfunding campaign, but if you go to our website, wakes.life slash pre-order, you can um, actually pre-purchase those albums. And that's a huge, huge help for us mm-hmm. as we're just getting our first albums recorded. Um, that's a, it's a big step yes. for, for budding artists yes. such as ourselves. And we, we also did a sound healing Christmas album, which we'll re-release at, at Christmas time. But that was a I'm really... I'm excited for that one. Yes, it's really um, how I love, I love how it turned out. Mm. I feel like it's so unique and brings like a different aspect to things that we ha- already have this beautiful relationship with, with these songs. And we have an original on there. Um, but I will say that anyone, everyone go to wakes.life. You can download a, a free guided musical meditation there. It's an original song where we also have some guided words to help you start your day centered and grounded mm-hmm. and feeling open. Um, so that that's first easy, easy thing to do. Pre-order if you would like. We have um, I don't know when this will air, but the archives of those free sound baths will be on our Facebook page, which is Wakes. Um, on Facebook, we are at We Are Wakes, and on Instagram, we are Wakes.life. Um, and so, any of those places you can connect with us. And on YouTube, We Are Wakes, and that has covers, originals, and it's actually just YouTube.com/slash/wakes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that. Um, and and also, we're uploading more meditations over time there. Wow. Okay. So there's so many resources and I'll have, um, links that are in the show notes too. So you guys can be able to click below. People could easily access and yeah, I, I can't recommend it enough for, for people to try these meditations and, or these, uh, all of it. Actually, I, mm-hmm. I haven't tried you guys' shorter meditations. I've only listened to the longer, mm-hmm. um, sound journeys, mm-hmm. um, but I can't thank you enough for the work yeah. that you guys do in the world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have so many, like these resources accessible right now, um, 
You guys listening right now, you'll listen to one of the sound journeys and you'll be like, yeah, I'm just here. Take my money. Keep doing what you're doing. Get yourself an album. I got myself the sound journey album. I'm so excited for it to come out. Um, and thank you so much for creating this space for to share mm-hmm. um, share our passion and to share your passion and to help your audience along in in their own journeys. I think that this oh, is yeah. this is such an important um, act of trust for yourself and um, and of creativity, sharing your own voice out here. Thank, thank you, you for reflecting back to us. I remember when we got your email and you were like, uh, my heart cracked wide open and I quit cigarettes for good. And I was like, whoa, you know, my jaw dropped. I was like, this is possible. This is, you know, we don't know always the, the experiences people are having. And sometimes we get these glimpses where people reach out and they, they tell us just, and we're just blown away. And that keeps us going. That mm. keeps us going in this, um, in this work. Oh, that's awesome. That's so yeah. great. Okay. Well, I have to ask, like, do you have an instrument around that you can like play for us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have some of our, be- our chimes right here. It's so great. It's so like whimsical and like even just like that small amount can be so impactful. So mm. it's so, and especially like, you know, other people that associate as like a sensitive soul and a sensitive person mm-hmm. such as myself, you know, I think even more so we are affected by these sound journeys because of that sensitivity, but we block the sensitivity because mm. sometimes that can be painful of not knowing how to like harness the power. And so feel like the music yeah. does that so well yeah it does yeah like the, the that sound in particular it just makes me smile mm. it's like the most natural smile and mm. I love whenever we play it live next to people because they're in this like you know beautiful meditation and then you just see this huge smile come across mm. their face uh, because they're because it awakens that in you mm. that joy I think mm-hmm. yeah that childlike joy that those yeah. really bring forward in in a way that we've had people like they're like I saw the ballerina um music box that I had as a child I felt mm. my love for that you know I felt my arms wide open just things like that you know, that that are powerful reminders that that is us that is still us mm. yeah. I love it oh there's so many things we could say <laughs> <laughs> so I like to always ask, you know, to complete the sentence from your perspective of what you, you know, what you think it is. Um, Mm. So self-love is. Freedom. I think it's allowing yourself to be who you are. Mm, so beautiful. Yes. So much. Yes. So much. Freedom. Yes. Freedom to be who you are. Mm. <laughs> oh, look at how that just came together. <laughs> <Mash them all laughs> together. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Thank you both so, so much. Is there mm, anything on your you. heart that you'd like to share? Are you guys feeling complete? Any, just want to make sure I don't cut anyone off. No, no. I think, I think I feel 
really good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you both. So feeling the love vibes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. That, that chime really is like the frequency of love. It's like mm-hmm. so joyful. And it I'm is. thank you. Thank you for, for your guys' time today and for sharing what you guys have. Um, it's been an honor interviewing both of you on the show. This has been great. My first couple on the show. Love you guys it. are inspiring mm. all the single ladies and all the single men out there because you're <laughs> pre- providing this proof of a conscious relationship. It's possible. Oh, by the way, it's hit them up for couple coaching. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We, we have so many things that are in the works right now. We actually are so <laughs> excited about what's opening up for us right now and what we're creating and all the possibilities. So please, yes, come, come be a part of our community, our wakes community. We would love, um, to, to get to know you and to share in this joy, the joy of being joyfully who we are. Joyfully you, joyfully you, baby. Joyfully me. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love it so much. Thank you both for joining the show. And for all of you guys listening right now, if you love this episode, send it to a friend. Um, You can Mm -hmm. send it in Messenger. You could be able to send it, whatever platform you're listening on. Um, And something too that supports us, if you feel like you got so much from this, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story and tag us. We love being able to interact with you guys online. And okay, if you're listening to this, you already know I'm obsessed with Instagram. If you don't, (laughs) my link is in the bio and I'm going to have... both of your guys' links in there for wakes as well. Yes, perfect. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe, Nathan, and Ada. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. I hope you have really enjoyed this episode with Nathan and Ada of Wakes. They gave us a special gift. So we're talking all about sound healing and they wanted to to give you guys a little bit to experience. So they shared with us their original called Winter Solstice. So no matter how difficult or dark the period you're going through, the light is always within you. Just like the sun, it'll always return. You can go ahead and close your eyes, tune into your heart, and maybe find a place to sit down or find a place to lay down. This song is three and a half minutes. Don't worry, it's not a huge commitment of a sound bath, but it's just a little bit of magic for you to be able to experience what that resonance, what that vibration is like that we've been talking about throughout this episode. So you can be able to go ahead, if you are able to, in a seat, just close your eyes. Close your eyes and listen to this song. This song is released on all major platforms, so you don't have to return to Joyfully Podcast to listen to it again. You can just go straight and look for Wakes. It's on Spotify and iTunes. So go ahead and take a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale through the mouth. Find yourself in a comfortable position and receive.
you enjoyed that beautiful gift from Nathan and Ada. If you want to listen again or you want to have access to more of their sound bath experiences and music, you can find it in the show notes below. As for now, my name is Kelsey Lowe. You are listening to Joyfully You podcast and we'll see you next time.